Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Cusier, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to We Got the Geek. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Sorry, it's, um, yeah, don't mind. I put cat ears on. I couldn't find my witch hat, so I'm, I guess I'm, like, trying to be a cat for Halloween? And this is my costume. Podcaster. Mid- middle-aged, annoyed podcaster, podcaster. slash, uh, uh, yeah. at-home worker. At-home worker. On his day off. On my day off. Happy Halloween. Hi! Again, happy Halloween! I love Halloween. I've always loved Halloween. Halloween is the best time of the year. Halloween's fun. Uh, what's your favorite costume? Most favorite? When you were trick or treating as a kid? Yeah. What was your favorite costume? Oh my god, I have so many. Um, I liked dressing up as Raggedy Ann. My mom made our costumes. Um, where she got the red and white striped tights, I have no idea. But she found them or she made them either way they were cool uh she also made our wigs um she used um nylon stocking and sewed red thick red yarn into the nylon stocking and made a cap out of it that's cool so that was my very first wig um and then i think one year i dressed up as a belly dancer and actually Twice in my life, I dressed up as a belly dancer. Once in grade five, and then again in high school. So, yeah. And then I've, you know, done, like, you know, eh, a witch. And, yeah, I don't remember what else I've dressed up as. But it's fun. Yeah. Well, first of all, happy Halloween to you, Kath. Yay! Happy Halloween. Hello, viewer. (laughs) Viewer. And uh, in my case, I had an aunt that made us all our costumes when we were little. Um, So my earliest stuff was Robin Hood. And I was a cat. And I was a tiger. (laughs) Do you want to wear my ears? No, I'm good. Ah, No, thank you. Uh, And then as I got into my older Halloween years. uh, So one year I I wanted my aunt to make me... uh, I, I was... Just getting into the Avengers when I was about nine or ten, and I—if you guys look this up, you'll see—I I asked her to make me a, a yellow jacket costume. You know Henry Pym. Yeah. From the well, in the comics, it was Henry Pym. In the movie, it was some other dude. Right. But the wings were like this, and the antenna, and <laughs> no one knew who Yellow Jacket was in 1979. So I had a Superman costume one year, which was very, very cool. Complete to red underwear over the over the suit. Here's oh, what sucks about that year. Broke my arm that year, right before Halloween. So Superman doesn't break his arm. Not normally, no. He's too strong for that. So Superman with a cast and a sling on Halloween night. That Must have been the kryptonite. Could have been. And then I did dress up in high school once. But it was a really cool Indiana Jones costume, like the Temple of Doom um, year. Did anybody know who you were dressed up as? Oh, yeah. It was it was right when the movie was out. I'm just asking. So I had, like, the sleeve ripped off and uh, <laughs> fake blood. Cause the hat? We, the hat, of course. It's a, it's a funny story about the hat. happened to that hat. and it got stolen. Uh, it got st- oh, it's not, I guess it's not a funny story. Or, it's not a funny story. It's a horrible story. 
<laughs> your hat, your ears jiggle by a jingle. I have bells. People I was know where that I'm was coming from. Heading their way. Uh, Do that or my head. And how old were you when you stopped trick or treating? 18 was my last year. I think that was about my age, too. I do remember yeah. going out with my friend John one year when we were in high school, and <laughs> this other guy, Dave, who wrecked his costume within three seconds of putting it on. Like Dave Dave? Yeah. That yeah. Dave? Yeah. The Creek Dave? Yes. <laughs> yes, Creek Dave. And what was your favorite <laughs> Halloween candy? Um, yes. <laughs> All of it? Oh, no, wait. I didn't like um, black jelly beans or black licorice. Um, so I would give the black jelly beans to my mom. Me too. Because I hated them. And we'd get sometimes little packs of, like, the jujubes. Yeah. And if there were black ones, here, take them. Was, I don't want them. They yeah. were gross. Blech. Also, you know what was a bad Halloween treat? Hmm. Pennies. Oh, God. I hated that. Yes. And, uh... What else was terrible at Halloween? Colin brought up those little mini boxes of chiclets, which were great. I remember those. <laughs> and Popeye cigarettes when they were still Popeye cigarettes. cigarettes. with the little pink tip on it. And, yeah. yeah. So, you know. And it candy corn, fun. yay or nay? Yay. Yeah, I don't mind candy I corn. I could eat my weight in candy corn. Of course, unfortunately, it shows. But, having said that, I mean, you can only eat so much candy corn. Dots. What the heck are dots? Oh, dots. Maybe the, I don't remember them. I think it's more a states thing. Okay. Uh, I don't remember dots. Like, Kath's, Kath is commenting on this right now. I had a grandmother who handed them out, and they're, they're sort of like a jube-jube thing. Uh, oh, I think like I dots. know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. I do remember those. But, yeah, candy corn was just, I love candy corn so much. You can only eat so much of it before you're oh. like... Yeah, yeah. And what about uh no that's how that's more more Easter is the peeps, right? Yeah, Easter is peeps. Hey peeps. So I just got a, a message. I, I wish my friend John was watching. I just got a message right before the show about an old T V show from forty years ago had their Halloween episode. Chips. Chips. And they did a, a California Highway Patrol. So this episode of Chips, I guess they had a band in it that was supposed to be a takeoff of Kiss. And they, and I don't remember this, but there was a picture of the guy who played the Gene Simmons character, Cute. and it was Donnie Most from Happy Days. That's funny. So I wanted to ask you if you remember uh, a favorite Halloween episode of any TV show. I always used to love um, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Hmm. I also used to love um, Roseanne and their Halloween episodes. Yeah. Because they always went over the top. And I liked the Garfield Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. Because my brother and I would, like, quote him, like, candy, 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 because it was funny. Do you remember the Fonzie? Uh, there was a few Happy Days episodes, but there was one in particular where the devil's nephew wanted Chachi's soul. I don't re Oh, I might. So Fonzie's... <clears throat> nephew Chachi was going to sell his soul to the devil so that everyone would love him. Or the devil's nephew. Yeah. And then uh, Fonzie found out about it. And the only way to negate this deal was if Fonzie couldn't kiss anyone for a day. And you know oh, how bad that was for Fonzie. Very bad. Very, you know who messed bad. it up, too? Like, seconds away from this deal being over, Mrs. Cunningham kisses Fonzie. 
But that shouldn't count. It did. It did. It did because count. she kissed him. No, on he, the cheek. he wasn't allowed to have any kisses from anyone. That's terrible. That is terrible. And do you remember the Quantum Leap episode where uh, Sam, Sam leapt into a guy having a Halloween house? Where yes, everyone and he died. was a horror author, and yeah. and his uh, little neighbor was Stephen King. Yeah, spoiler alert. And and uh, Al wasn't Al, the hologram. He was the devil. Yes. Yeah. I liked that episode. I, I, I don't remember a whole lot of Halloween episodes from, like, hour-long TV dramas or sitcoms, except Roseanne. Yeah. Um, those really stood out. But, yeah, I don't I don't really remember, like... I remember MASH having Halloween episodes. Did they really? Yeah, they did. I never watched MASH. I... Your turn to be shocked at me? Well, we're even now. Yes. We're fine. Sure. We're moving on. We're moving on up <laughs> to the east side. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to look that up when we're done here. Uh, Donnie Most on Chips 40 years ago. That's funny. Uh, and do you have a favorite? This is a loaded question because you oh, love Lord. horror movies. But yes. what's your favorite Halloween slash scary movie? Uh, I don't know. It's so hard to choose. Um, I love George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead, like when it was black and white and not colorized. It, that was it. Was creepy. It was very atmospheric creepy. I mean, it had its gross moments, but because of the black and white, it was just so well done. Um, anything Alfred Hitchcock, really. Rear Window is a great movie to watch around Halloween. There's no blood, no guts, no gore, but, ooh, is it creepy. And, um, oh, I, Rocky Horror Picture Show is another one I watch religiously yeah. most Halloweens. And I don't know, I, I, it's hard to choose a good horror movie because a lot of them are just really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to stay away from the ones that are super ultra gory because, eh, it's really not my shtick. I mean, I'll watch some sometimes, but I like a good atmospheric horror, the ones that are psychological, you know, and Alfred Hitchcock did that so well. Ask, ask me the same thing about All right. scary movies. What, do you have a favorite scary movie? I don't watch scary movies. I know you don't. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Um, we're going to talk about Frightmare in the Falls in a minute. Okay. Um, I had to watch a whole bunch of horror movies this last week for the first time. Yeah, you did. And uh, <laughs> trying to remember what I watched. So I watched American Werewolf in London. Yes. Which was actually good. It I, was. I wish I hadn't waited 40 years it to watch was, that one. It was scary. It was ugh, gross at times. And they were funny in and it, And it too. was funny. Yeah. Like, there was a really good balance of humor to go with it and dark humor at times and it was just fantastic yeah. I, I've always loved that movie I did not mind that one I watched um, Monster Squad yes which it was fun yeah you probably couldn't make that movie today like no. going by all the language and like oh, yeah. uh, social terms that were used. it would have to it would have to have a serious rewrite yeah it although it was, it was other than that it was pretty fun I watched The Wishmaster. He 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 he. And do you remember what I said to you? What I thought about it? 
you liked it. You thought the story and um, the idea, the concept of it was really good. And what else did I say? I don't know. So I had a three-word review of it, actually. Interesting, but gross. Yes. Which, usually, that's most horror movies of that type are are interesting, but gross. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But it made me maybe want to watch Wishmaster 2 someday. And then, what was the other one? Uh, Trick or Treat. Yes. From 2007. Yes. Um, with apologies to Quinn Lord. Oh, God. Not a fan. No, he didn't really enjoy it. He didn't like it. I love Trick or Treat. It had um, some good moments in it. It but was. But it just it didn't, you know. But it was, it, it's one giant story with with stories inside of, it's stories inside of a story. And all the stories connect and um, like cross each other and it's, 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 it's like a, a Halloween Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. And it was so well done. I mean, it was just, it was one of those movies that was very um, underrated. Uh, I mean, it went straight to DVD release. Yeah. It like wasn't even three years after release. it was supposed to be out. Originally. Yeah, it went straight to DVD. So here's this little gem of a horror movie that's um, filmed in Vancouver with a good chunk of the cast and crew Canadian content, and it just kind of flew in under the radar, and it, it became such a cult classic. I mean, yeah. I had no I, I saw pictures of Sam, and I, I'd see little, like, um drawings of Sam on the internet and everything, not knowing who he was. I'm like, this kid's really cute. Uh, uh-huh. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, okay. Uh, not as, I mean, still cute, but who? Alrighty then. Thank goodness I follow the rules because I'm just saying. I don't want, I don't, I don't need to meet him. No. I mean, I did kind of meet him, but you know. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. Kristen Hunter, also known as Kiki, is a Canadian artist specializing in polymer clay creations. Being a geek at heart, most of her work is nerd-themed. Kristen has several lines of geeky creations, including steampunk, comic, and video game-inspired work, as well as sushi-themed jewelry. Kristen is always excited to create the perfect custom piece for any theme or occasion, Please check out her website at kikiscustomcreations.com. So let's lead into that, actually. Okay. So this past weekend, on Friday and Saturday, we yes. were at an event called Frightmare in the Falls. I love it. And basically, for those of you that don't know, it's sort of like a, a horror convention. So they get horror. It's not sort of a horror. It is. it is a horror convention. They get um, a bunch of celebrities that have done horror movies. Yeah. And... Uh, most of the vendors are horror-themed. And, I mean, any other time of the year, they're probably not horror-themed, but they do make specific yeah. things for Frightmare. Yeah. and It's as, horror-related. As it's becoming more and more clear, I'm not a big horror fan. Couldn't tell. But, but this is actually a fun show for me every year. I it love is. going there. Like, it's small. It's small. There's Our friends and are there. Having, so I say it's small, but... It's not dead. No. No pun intended. Ah, I see what I did there. 
Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Happy Halloween. Um, it's not... Um, it's it's still busy, and it's still, like, really hopping. Like, it, there's so much going on, even with a smaller number of people. Which is cool, because they're all there for one purpose. They're all there for one reason. It's not like um, a Comic-Con where everybody that goes has different tastes and different likes and different genres that they enjoy. The group of people that go to Frightmares is horror. Horror. That's it. That's all. And everybody has that in common, including the celebrities and the vendors and, like, everybody. And I love that. It's almost like it's your own little personal club. You know, it's like your own little group, your own little clique. But we're not judgmental. If you like horror, you're in. We don't care. We don't care what you look like. We don't care how you dress. We don't don't care. As long as you love horror and we love horror, you're in like Flynn. (laughs) Yeah. That's such an old saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this was our, I think, our third or fourth Frightener that we've gone to. I can't remember anymore. COVID really did a number on us. Yeah. We didn't have COVID, just the whole pandemic. Yeah. Anyway. Not bad wood. So, um, we got asked to do some panels while yeah, we were there. Yeah, we did. And I just want to run through some of those. Well, I'll run through all of them, because <laughs> there was five. five. So, we, we uh, were presented with a list uh, about a week and a half before Frightmare. And I was surprised some of the people that were still on this list, uh-huh. because there were some some guys that I actually wanted to try interviewing anyhow while we were there. It it worked out. Yeah, it did. So the first one was David Naughton, mm-hmm. who, as we mentioned, was in uh, American Werewolf in London. Yes. But <laughs> the non horror guy in me knew him from a bunch of other stuff, like Dr Pepper. Yeah, when I was a kid, he did. Look it up. There's there's a bunch of them from the late 70s to the early 80s. He yeah. was the face of Dr. Pepper. Yes, he was. He and, was the Pepper. And he was drinking it at the panel. He really was. I have pictures of it. And <laughs> I should have great. told him that he's probably the reason I started drinking Dr. Pepper when I was a kid. He'd be so happy to hear that. <laughs> so I knew him from that. I knew him from, he actually had a top five song in the late 70s called Making It. Yeah. Which is originally originally from a short-lived ABC show. Called Making It. Which he was the star of. Yeah. It went number five on the, like, the national charts. That's amazing. His only, his only single, he never had an album or anything like yeah. that. And then it, the way I knew it, I, it was featured prominently in the movie Meatballs. And uh, I had the soundtrack for that for some reason. <laughs> and if you watch that movie, it's in the scene where they're partying and Bill Murray's dancing. Yeah. And that was all ad-libbed. Yeah. Like, it was all improvised. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, Kath just asked (laughs) if they paid him in Lifetime Dr. Pepper. They should have. Oh, God, that would have been... I would have taken that deal. So when I hosted this, I wanted to ask him stuff not I not related to the werewolf movie because I knew oh, yeah. a lot of people were going to ask him stuff. Yeah. But I, I talked about it a little bit in my opening with him. And then when I opened it up to the... And I, I, I asked him about Pepper and I asked him about... Yeah. The, uh, making, making it. it. And, and he gave good answers for them. He was absolutely... He loved... I, I think that's another reason why I love um, Frightmare in the Falls. 
because the celebrities that um, are guests there love their fans. Yeah, they're you can tell. extremely nice. They're extremely like they're just sweet people. Like absolutely hands down the most fun I had interacting with celebrity guests ever. Yeah. Because they were very personable. Like these guys are just they're so sweet and they're so grateful to their fans. Um and I know a lot of celebrities outside of the horror genre are grateful to their fans and everything, but these guys are just very genuine, and it shows. So, yeah. So, he, yeah, he was nice. You asked a bunch of questions. I did. Him. I really did. And, uh, because why not? It was nice doing the panel with him. Uh, my friend Stacy wanted me to tell him that she had a crush on him when she was so younger. But when we post this, we're going to try to post it other places and tag celebrities in it and so if he ever watches this you know or hears this podcast his Jason's friend Stacy had a crush on you yeah I did not tell him that though not per- not I in apologize. person I'm yeah he was a little off not off but he forgot sorry right so that panel went well it went real and the room was like there were just maybe two or three empty seats. Yeah, his was his was good. Yeah, and um, and then uh, so what was different about this is I've done panels before at these cons, and they've never been like they've always been spaced apart. So I did three in a row. Yeah, uh, in like five, six, and seven. Three hours straight of panels <laughs> uh, on Friday night. But they went so fast. Yeah. So I just, and it was all in the same room too. Was it? Yeah, the first night was all in the same room. Oh, yes, that's right. So We didn't have to leave. We had a couple <laughs> minutes break, and then uh, the next guy we talked to was John Kassir. Another sweetheart. Uh, you might know him as the voice of the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. And he... what was cool about him is he didn't need much to work with. I asked him one question, yeah. and then he gave like a 20-minute answer. Oh, Oh, the man is fantastic. Like, he is just, he is so down to earth and just wonderful to speak with. Um, and funny. Oh, my God. Well, the man is funny. He was a stand-up comic. And, uh, and only because, like, like it wasn't even, he didn't even, It was. it's a weird story how he became a stand-up comic. Because he wasn't originally a stand-up comic. <laughs> and it was like... What? <laughs> That's insane. But it went great, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. He beat uh, at the beginning of his career. He beat Sinbad and Rosie O'Donnell on Star Search. Rosie O'Donnell in the semifinals, and then Sinbad in the finals of Star Search. Yeah, I watched it the night before we did the panel too. Stacy sent it to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And he was on an early episode of Moonlighting. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was, and he also did a lot of stage work. He was off Broadway, and then I think with Scott Bakula. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, I, I mean, I, he didn't need much prodding. I, I got no. to ask him a couple questions, but his answers were long and epic. Yeah, and I mean, at one point he got a scam call on his yes. Apple Watch. Yeah. And he, he's like, okay, everybody, just when I answer, when I when I pick up, just 
everybody tell him to tell him to fuck off. So he did. We did too. Yeah. When John Casier says tell somebody to fuck off, you do. Yeah. So, oh, actually, there was another movie I watched to prepare for uh, Frightmare, the uh, classic. Bordello of Blood. From the uh, Tales of the Crypt series, starring yeah. Dennis Miller of Saturday Night Live fame. And Corey Feldman. All-star cast. Oh, psh, All-star you got cast. it. You know what, though? It made me laugh, and I remember watching it a couple times with Colin in the late 90s. So, <laughs> following him was a panel I was kind of dreading doing. Not Not that... The actor was bad no, or no, anything. No, Just I didn't know too much about him. Yeah. And I had only seen the movie Halloween a couple days. Well, the day no, before. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Not Halloween. We'll edit that. That's Mike Myers. Trick or treat. Um, we can't so, edit live. Yeah, well, when I do this part, it'll okay, be edited. Okay, fine. Anyhow, <laughs> so Quinn Lord uh, is a young Canadian actor from, from Vancouver. Yep. And I actually had seen him on stuff like Stargate and Smallville. Yeah. And when Dirk was younger, we had watched Space Buddies and Santa Buddies. He was the one of the kids. Yes, in he those was. Movies. But he's primarily known for this trick or treat movie. For Sam being Sam. Yeah. Also, when he was seven years old. Yes. Which is like, aww, that's so cute. Somehow, for not knowing much about this kid. Like, I managed to keep it going for the whole hour. I and just so kept coming did, up with questions. So did the people there to be an audience for the panel. And he was such a wonderful young man. And just absolutely a delight. Like, he really was. And um, just, yeah, just a wonderful young man to speak with. Yeah, he was he was a nice kid. Um, I, I I actually want to like search out some of the other stuff he's been in. Yeah, yeah. And he brought his parents to the falls. With That's him. I just adore that he brought his mom and dad. And yeah. it's just and it's so. Cute. It might have been my favorite panel of the whole five. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. The next day, we did two more panels. Yes. First one I was really looking forward to, uh, it was Andrew Devoff. Yeah. Uh, now, he did a movie called The Wishmaster, which was he one of was the movies. He was The Wishmaster. Though. He was The Wishmaster. That's where they got the name for the movie. Yes. And, but I knew him from a bunch of other stuff. He uh, was one of the bad guys in Air Force One. Yep. And Don't uh, mention it. Oh, I'm going to in a minute. Uh, he's been a... Uh, don't sigh. <laughs> He's been on a bunch of TV shows I watched, too. Yeah. Um, bunch of Nash Bridges. Lost. Lost. Oh, he was a key figure on Lost. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'm going to mention it. So he was. I was all excited because <laughs> I'm a big Indiana Jones fan, my favorite franchise. We know. So he was one of the Russians, the Russian uh, soldiers in that movie that worked for Kate Blanchett. And mm-hmm. I was so excited to ask him about it, and uh, apparently he did not have a good time working nope. on that movie. Not not a fan of the director. No. So, but nothing but praise for Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, from when he was on set with uh, with him for Air Force One, he said just an absolute gentleman and knew. Like, there were, like, 200 people in the cast and crew, and Harrison Ford knew every single one of their names and would say hi to them every day on set. And then, years later, when they were filming The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, um, they were... He was doing something, Andrew, 
and uh, turned around and saw Harrison Ford. And then Harrison looked at him and said, Andy, <laughs> long time to see you. How you doing? I was like, oh my God, he remembered him. Like that, that just says a lot about him, Harrison yeah. Ford. Like it just, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's so cranky. It's like, yeah, but he's also a very nice individual. I think he's just cranky about having to do uh, media appearances for Junket, his movies. Press yeah. junkets and stuff, which I don't blame him. Like, But I had a good time at that panel. Yeah. Like he yeah, told, was, told good stories. He really did. Oh, and then he had everybody close their eyes. And then he did the Wishmaster voice. And yeah. I understand why he wanted you to close your eyes. Because... If he did the voice and you were looking at him, it would feel off. Yeah. But you close your eyes and you hear the voice. You can picture the Wishmaster in your head. And it just added to um, the belief of the Wishmaster, like, that he existed. It was, you know, it was just fantastic. Um, and then... Uh, um, what I really loved was after the panel and we were getting ready to, to get out of the room and everything, I did tell him that I had studied acting and am still working on it, working on writing and, and this and that, and uh, that I went back to college for it at the age of 40. He's like, you're never too old. It, it's never too late. Keep working at it make connections like meet others of your of your like creative whatever um and there was another young woman in his panel that was also um taking classes and everything and wanting to be an actor and he's like go talk to her make a connection because you never know so i did and if if she ever if she you know ever listens to the podcast or sees this live video just again me because I think it would be great and uh, and it was it made me feel good to know that um, I shouldn't give up and he was just a very warm wonderful wonderful human being and it was a pleasure getting to talk to him and getting to like spend time with him like he was he was amazing and he was at the Berlin Wall when it was coming down yeah he was like t- helping to like Tear chunks out of it. With William Forsythe! <laughs> like, they took a red eye to Germany. And it was there for the Berlin Wall. And I was like, holy crap, there's a story and a half. <laughs> like, it was just like, my jaw dropped. It was amazing. Okay, anyway. Hey, no, that's good. So, we should talk about the last panel. Yes. Because, uh,. It was the one I was really not looking forward to. Uh, and he was a nice man, by the way. Brett Wagner, he doesn't he doesn't seem like it, but he is super nice. He doesn't see he he seems scary because he's so big. He's like er, and it's like, but he is a softie. Like he's just and he's funny. Yeah. So, and I want to thank this one. Because she was kind enough to actually do that panel. I kind of took over. <laughs> that was fine by me. You did a great job. It was your first time doing one. Ever hosting anything. And for not, you knew less about him than I did, and you did great. Thank you. Well, because, like, you know, 
there's there's always questions that you can ask. Yeah. They don't have to be related to what he's been in. Although, I mean, he was in a lot. He was the lost Leatherface. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I don't know the 2003 version. Oh, the 2003 version. I don't know. I heard 3. I ran with it. Maybe I... And, and then I fell. Face first. Sorry. Anyhow, continue. Right. Lost Leatherface. Um, he had gotten the part... Michael Bay was directing it yeah. and he went in for the audition and he just spoke directly to the camera and just like um spoke directly to Michael Bay and then one of the um casting director assistants or whatever was standing there a little tiny tiny girl of a thing and she he picked her up and threw her over his shoulder and it was like, ooh, she like, put me out. And he walked off with her out of frame. And then um, they called him later and said, yeah, Michael Bay was impressed and you got the part. <laughs> I was like, really? That's all it- I'm going to have to start putting people over my shoulder and walking out with them for auditions. Maybe. I'll see if it works. I'll probably, you know, get a hernia doing that. But anyway... Um, so they started shooting and it was the, the scene, his, like the first kill and all that. And it's the scene where Leatherface is constantly pulling his victim through the front door and they were doing take after take after take. And, uh, unfortunately the Texas heat got to him because he was wearing the mask and heavy, like padding and and other stuff and he he passed out from heat stroke which is terrible like i've had heat stroke it is not fun it's terrible and he said that he downed like seven or eight gatorades um they did a few more takes of that scene and he had to slam the door and he got all of that, and then they drove everybody back to the hotel and dropped him off at the hospital so he could get IV fluids and everything. And then the next day, there was a knock on his hotel room door, and they said that they were sending him home. And they got another actor, another stunt guy, yeah. big guy to, to play the part of Leatherface. And he said that was, it hurt. And he remembers, he said at the panel that he got rid of everything that was remotely associated with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he got rid of, like, a bunch of stuff. He didn't want to see any of it or anything. So that was one of my questions was, how did you... um, come full circle then to start to look at being that character for such a short amount of time and learn to embrace it again and come to these conventions and and talk about your time as Leatherface. And he had a great response. Um, I'm not telling you what he said, so you have to listen to the podcast. But it was... Very well-spoken, very, very wonderful, warm. They were all, like, all the guests that um, that we hosted panels for were absolute sweethearts. Yeah. Um, I have nothing bad to say about 
any single one of them. They were just, I mean, you know, you grow up watching these characters, you know, and watching these movies and seeing them larger than life. And then you get to meet them in person and realize that, well, one, actors are human beings. They just have really cool jobs. Two, these guys are genuine. And it was just, it was touching. It was really touching to see that they they loved interacting with their fans almost as much as their fans loved interacting with them. And it was just, it was beautiful. And I yeah, I have nothing to criticize because they were just, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it almost seemed like, you know, you could go grab a beer with them after. Oh, and David Naughton, let me borrow his reading glasses because I couldn't tell if the picture came out on my phone. I got the worst reading glasses. That means you, by association, are also a pepper. I am a pepper. Um, so, just to add about our Frightmare experience. <laughs> he just wanted his crew member returned. Put her down. Okay. <laughs> so, oh to sum up Frightmare then, first of all, I wanted to say thank you to James Ponce, one yes. of the guys that ran it. James, hardest, I don't know how you do it. Hardest working man at these cons, man. Oh my god, he, I don't, did you ever stop, James? Like, for anything? Like, a break, a drink, like, initially, a nap? <laughs> initially, I told him I would do three panels, and he sounded so stressed, and I felt oh, yeah. so bad that I said, alright, I'll, I'll do the other two as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the hardest working dude at these panels, oh my at god, these yes. shows, at these cons. Yeah. So thank you for having us involved. We will help you anytime you need us, sir. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're always down for that, and we really appreciated that. And uh, honored that you would, you know, yeah, thank let you us for, do those. Thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just on a personal note, it was great seeing uh, our, our friends that we saw. Yep. We, saw, we saw Candy Cosplay. Yep. We saw Tamara Arnold, who had a booth yes. there. Her red umbrella, red umbrella art. Um, she's amazing. She's yes. such a sweetheart. And, uh, and and it was cool meeting Arnold Trinidad for the first time. Yes. Amazing artist. Fantastic artist. Oh, where's my picture? It's not anywhere near us. Dang it. We'll, we'll post a picture of it. I will post a picture of it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, but we had a great time. You know what? I had... That this has to be one of my favorite cons. Like yeah, it's a great down. fun show every year. Yeah, and you get to see people and people dress up. They dress yeah. up as their favorite horror characters. There were so many Sams at this thing. It was like ooh. <laughs> yeah, including our friend Tamara. Including our friend Tamara. I love it. Like it was like oh look, there's another one. Oh look, there's another. There's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, if you get a chance next year. Check well, out Frightmare in the Falls 2023. It's, it's usually the uh, last weekend of October. Yeah. Before Halloween. So it's perfect timing. It's yep. so spooky. Exactly. <laughs> before we sign off. Uh-oh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> so when we were uh, editing, well, I've noticed this. I've noted edit. Um, <laughs> I noticed this a while ago. Uh, this... What we're doing right now, which is going to wind up on our podcast, uh, is our 800th recording <gasps> since we started We Got the Geek in 2013. So we've been holding off for a while. We've been trying to figure out like the best one to put up, and a couple things fell through. 
Mm. And uh, we just decided that since we had a good time at Frightmare, we would make this our 800th recording. Yay! And uh, just thank you to all of you who keep us going, who still want to hear what we have to say. Oh, yeah. Bless your like heart. You still want to hear us talk. Thank you. Almost 10 years. Um uh, I haven't been around that long for the podcast. So. No, but I was about to say Kath is listening today, so I will thank her and Ryan yeah. McNabb and John Balmer, <laughs> Yay. who uh, started this off with started this journey with me in 2013. Yep. Some of them moved on to other things. Ryan moved away. Our other originator uh, is now a teenage fishing sensation. Um. And then throughout the years, we've I'm had... I'm not in that part. <laughs> no. Uh, through uh, the years since, uh, we've had uh, uh, Daryl help us. We've mm-hmm. had uh, Sarah Waterraven. We've had Danielle. Yep. yep. And, like, all the many friends and uh, family that we've met. It's like our own Justice League. But in a good way. What? I don't know why I said that. I love the in Justice League. In a good League. way. I love the Justice League. Why did I say that? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I don't you say? I don't know. By I'm the way, your wife, not your puppet master. It's going to be uh, seven years since you joined up in twenty, yes. like in November, because the first thing you ever came out for was uh, the movie thing with uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, November of twenty fifteen. Yeah, so you're coming up on seven years on the podcast. Not the Bizarro Justice League. Ah, no, ah. see, I always uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I always compared us to the comic book versions of the Avengers because there were four of us that originated. One by one, the originals left except me, and then we brought in the new members, which, new is, what, team. which is what happened in the first few issues of the Avengers. The new Avengers. At one point, we were trying to figure out which Avengers we were. I think you chose Scarlet Witch. Yes, because I was Witch. Cap because I was the only guy that was still there. And, uh, <laughs> can't remember. I think uh, Water Raven chose a real obscure character named Cersei. Ooh, yeah. And I, I can't like remember who Danielle chose. I can't remember either. But uh, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's not an Avenger. Eh. <laughs> Maybe Miss Marvel? I don't remember. Captain Marvel? You didn't hear me say that. Yeah, hand in your geek card. I'm sorry. You're out. Just watch me from now on. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, come back. I mean, thanks to everyone. Um, I mean, February, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary, and I'm very excited. What are we going to do for the 10th anniversary? I don't know. Like, I wanted to do something special, but I don't have access to a toy show or a restaurant this time around. <laughs> we need to fix that. Somebody start a restaurant. Maybe we will. I don't know. I don't know. So I'd, I'd like to have a party somewhere. Not here. Not, we don't we, have the we room. We don't have the room. Um, or furniture. Or furniture. <laughs> I'm sitting on a rock. I'd chair. really like to do something special for her. I just don't know. I have a clue. The Heidelberg? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps. We'll, we'll think of something before. But I'm very honored. I'm very honored. I still love doing it. It's just I, I slowed down a little bit in the last couple of years because well, the of pandemic the pandemic. really, like sucker punched everybody so and it's hard to keep your momentum when you're stuck inside and it's like ugh. so i mean cut yourself some slack 
Like right. everybody went through that that depressed kind of dark phase during the pandemic because it was just it was a lot to ha- like take on, you yeah. know? Like nobody had lived through a pandemic before unless you're really old and you lived through the Spanish flu. Yeah. Um well, I mean, being at Niagara Falls Comic Con this year back in June kind of re-energized me for wanting to do the podcast. That's good. Yeah, because I really do love doing it. I know you I do. Have, it's one of the few things in life that give me any fun. Yeah, because it's definitely not working at Cytel. Shh, don't mention that name. Oh, I'm sorry. Edit! <laughs> what Edit. did I say? I said nothing. Nothing. Nobody heard nothing. But Jay is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you! Cap will be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress and drive safe. So anyhow, thank you. <laughs> and I'm happy to be doing this eight hours. That was funny. Okay. I'm old. The dog's the in dog on wants it to too. talk on the podcast too. Oh. Anything else you want to mention before we leave? Uh, don't forget to check your kids' candy tonight, and um, by checking your kids' candy to make sure it's safe, I mean take all the good stuff for yourself. And mail it to us here, care of where we at, we got the geek. Yes, older than me. <laughs> Nothing. I'm not laughing. I didn't find that funny. Yeah, you did. Reese's tap. Yes! Yes! Unfortunately, my daughter is too old to trick-or-treat now because she'll be 22 on November 9th. And, and, and this, Dirk is 17 yeah. and out with his friend trick-or-treating. Hopefully, they're going to bring me I'm candy. hoping we can, like, just, you know, raid the candy bowl. Yeah. I like Twix if anyone wants to send us any. It's like, you have Twix? Send them our way. And I will gladly take Reese's peanut butter cups um, or anything chocolate. I am not, I'm not proud. I'll, whatever, bring it. Yeah. So I think that's it. I do think that is it. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloweeny. I'm off to watch. I'm off to find the chips Halloween special now with oh, Donnie Moe's. I'll be playing my video game because I don't want to. I don't. Lots of editing. No. And uh, thanks everyone <sighs> for being along on the journey with us. I yeah, really, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, my buddies listening today. Uh, and uh, uh, shout out to Steve Lambert who was in here as well. Uh, always cool seeing you at these shows. And Absolutely. I, one day I'll stop in on one of your panels. I'm sure you, you do an awesome job. Oh well, he sounded like it when he introduced Marky Ramon. <laughs> yeah. So kudos, dude. All right. And on that note, we cue the music. No, it's time to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching. Goodbye, boils and ghouls. Sorry, I had to. Yeah, trick or treat. Smell my feet. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.